Hello, and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, June 18th. 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 In this episode, we're covering more Euro Madness. We have the first game back for the for the Danes, Sans Christian Eriksen, who's alive and well. We have Germany, England, France, Portugal. Who's going to live? But first, Mike, big, big, big announcement. Please. Tell us what's happening. You've been teasing. I have been teasing. I've been talking about it in the last two episodes or so. Uh, we are very excited to announce uh, we are going to be running a predictor tournament, a, a Euro 2020 bracket challenge starting in the round of 16, sponsored by wow. World Soccer Shop. We're so excited. Yeah, we're so excited to be a part of, uh, you know, working with them. Uh, great guys, by the way. Uh, and um, so we're we're going to be giving away. Uh, we're setting up a bracket pool similar yep. to your March Madness pools and stuff like that. Uh, and the winners, the top three places, are going to get gift cards to WorldSoccerShop.com. So, uh, and and by the way, if you're not familiar with it you, and you're listening to this podcast, you really should be. They're one of the best stateside, um, you know, entities to to get any type of gear. Um, put it this way, they're not involved with fanatics that that's the most glowing recommendation i can give them probably um but so check them out let's talk a little bit more about them in a bit but a little bit more about the bracket challenge um free to enter if you are listening to this podcast if you see our social media you are more than welcome to join and you are entered in to win a 150 gift card first place to worldsoccershop.com second place gets a hundred uh, $100 gift card and third place gets 50. So if you finish in the top three, you're getting some cool, cool swag. I was goofing around on their site before they've got some awesome, I mean, Tottenham fan, obviously. So I, there's two or three shirts that I'm going to probably buy in the next few days. Um, by the way, myself and Laurent will of oh course boy. be competing in this. We will not be but what, eligible. But what happens to if we win? win? So at the very, okay. no, then it'll just go down to the next, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you, we're going to lose because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So come on in at the very least, beat us and make fun of us. Now, the one stipulation is you have to be a member of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast Facebook group. It is public. It is available to everyone to join. I've mentioned it before we'll, on the show. Um, we'll link it. We'll link it yeah, into the description of the show. And going oh, yeah. forward, we'll just always have it there because uh, it's where we're chatting. It's where oh, Mike's God, yeah. sort of putting things in. So if you win and you're not a member... We're going to skip you. But if you're in, you're in. So let's get involved and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, before we go any further, um, you know, I want to talk about we're going to be running it on a site called runyourpool.com. It comes extremely highly regarded and recommended by a few friends of mine who have run number of survivor pools in the NFL, March Madness bracket pools, stuff like that. Um, I've been talking to that uh, somebody uh, named Glenn at their site. Really, really great guy. Uh, he kind of gave me the ins and outs. It is for somebody like myself, who's a maniacal fantasy commissioner. It's a, it's a dream, right? It's so cool. Um, so I'm very excited to have everybody jump in again, completely free, no charge whatsoever. Uh, we're going to link not just the Facebook group, uh, but the, obviously the, the runyourpool.com site that we'll be using. Uh, if you run, any sort of, like I mentioned, NFL survivor pool or fantasy football or whatever, give these guys a look. They're phenomenal. They're really, really great stuff. So um, we're going to be talking about them pretty much every episode for yep. the next three to four weeks. A little bit, of, a little bit on timing, by the way. Uh, the group stage ends on uh, June 23rd. Believe it or not, we are at the halfway point bef uh, on Friday, June 18th, as you listen to this before today's games. Um, so between... We'll know what the, uh, the the teams are and where they're kind of pitted in the round of 16 in the knockout stages. Uh, on the 23rd, you must have your picks in by June 26th at 1130, which I believe is about a half hour before yep. the first knockout game. Um, more details coming on that. Obviously, we're going to talk about it a little bit more uh, in future episodes, but we are so excited to be partnering with worldsoccershop.com and runyourpool.com. Awesome. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, big, big news. It's it's really just, like I said, trying to give, give back more to you guys, our listeners and make sure that, um, you know, we, we thank you for, for coming along this ride with us and bring other people in. There's, there's no limit, right? Like I said, it's, it's free to join. Uh, 
tell people who you think would be interested in this, uh, who you think you right know on. more about soccer yeah. than, right? So uh, bring them on in and and let's get this community that we've started to grow a little bit even bigger and, uh, yeah, and, and have Mike, some fun. This has all been Mike. Mike's really taking the lead on the podcast. I'm just here in the background talking shit, uh, giving World War II references that are wildly inappropriate. I hope none of your people were bombed in the last 70 years. And if they were, yeah, bomb them back later. But, uh, you know, we, we have a big show today, and I think we have to start in Copenhagen with the scenes for Christian Eriksen. The fans came out. Uh, they carried a full-sized shirt with his number on it. He's been posting on social media. He's doing well. They had, you know, full stadium. There was no reduction for COVID. Full stadium in Denmark. The whole stadium was... I think everybody right. who lives in Copenhagen. Everyone was there. Was it's game. all red. Um, the game kicks off, and they're playing with that emotion. It's clear that the Danes are just like, we're going to do something in this game. And Jason Denier uh, gives him a gift, hands it off, coming out from the oh. back. This is the risk of playing out from the back, which all these teams like to do these days. Thanks, Pep, for giving away free goals because you got everyone to do it. And, you know, Paulson, who plays for Le Red Beat Leipzig, uh, puts it away, and the place just goes freaking bananas. And it was great to see. It was a more than football moment. It was, you know, one of these things where, you know, yeah. I, I don't know why or how, and, I, and, and we'll get more into the game talking about this particulars, but for some reason, football has this. And I think it's... It's the one it's a it, this is a national tournament where things are a little bit different. There is that natural emotion in it. But football, because it's not rooted in cap in in commerce, something is different about it that makes it these moments just work better. And I, I don't I can't explain it. Crowds, uh, the way people feel about it, the way football makes you feel when it's played, the lack of goals. I still don't know. It's one of the themes of the show is just like why are Mike and I insane with this? We can't explain it. We're two Americans who probably have watched combined, you know, 25 years of football, maybe tops. If that, if we're lucky. Yeah. And, but it's taken over our lives. We're doing fucking contests with World Soccer Shop. But uh, this is one of those moments that I think people will remember for a long, long, long time. If you're any kind of football fan. But uh, the game, of course, turned yeah. on my friend and your friend. The king of Manchester City, Mr. Kevin De Bruyne, comes in second half. He's just a fucking, he's just such a fucking, just such so a fucking legend. Let's just set that up a little bit because <laughs> if if we remember right, he uh, got literally, literally KO'd during the Champions League final. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, and uh, broken nose, broken orbital bone. He's been rehabbing. He was not on the flight in Russia to Correct. their first game uh, against Russia, right? Yeah. Um, and so when I saw the lineup and I saw he was on the bench today, I was like, okay, he's going to play a part. I just don't know if it's going to be 30 or 45. I expected it to be 30. And realistically, so after the goal, right, if you're watching the game and you're watching the, the pop and circumstance cool. around it for Christian Eriksen, which was, it was beautiful. It was great. Even the, the Belgian team all, by the way, Belgian team, Jan Vertonghen, Toby Alderweireld, former teammates, Lukaku. um, and Romel, Romel right. Lukaku, current teammate. So they all signed a Belgian Jersey. Uh, with right. Christian number 10 on the back, which I thought was really, really cool. Framed it, gave it to the Den the Danish captain at the beginning. And of then the, they had the, the ball there. out at the 10-minute um, mark for his number. Which I thought was really cool, yeah. So, and and um, so, and, and this is, again, background, right? Look, when someone passes away and was a famous footballer uh, at a specific minute or or something that's substantial or significant to them, their jersey number or how many goals they scored or a year that they won something, whatever. Um, the the entire stands, you know, the entire crowd kind of claps. Happens for a, a lot. They do it a lot of things. I mean, or before the, really really good at this. It's not yeah. unusual if you're watching a game in a Premier League that there's random moments of massive clapping, and sometimes it's just for a fan who's gone to every game for 35 years. Yeah. Right, right. And so, yeah, the whole 10th minute, they kicked the ball out of play. I've never seen this before. Both teams clapped for yeah. a full minute, which was pretty, pretty cool. They, um, did they clap for Claude? Yeah, and, and it's just... They better. <laughs> no, I don't know that they will. We'll clap for Claude. Um, but it was the entire, in, in, you know, the entire first half, Denmark really took it to Belgium. They were getting so much attacking play out of the wingbacks and Belgium had no answer. Uh, they really were sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. They didn't have a bridge from Tielemans to Lukaku. <laughs> Halftime comes, answer Kevin De Bruyne. 
So there's your bridge, right? So the game changed on a dime. I mean, he's, he's clearly one of the best players in the world, if not the best currently. Um, and uh, he, the layoff. So, so, okay. The ball goes out, right? Uh, I, I don't know who sent it out to Lukaku, but he, he gets a little bit free. He passes it to De Bruyne in the box and the stutter step. And how, like, the patience it, how, how did he see the gap? <laughs> yeah. And he just splits two defenders and in comes Thorgan Hazard, the good Hazard. Right. Um, and he just buries it from point blank range. So it's one, one. And at that point, the crowd is kind of like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. He's here. Uh, and what 15 minutes later, uh, you know, he catches a, a ball down the wing. That was and a, that was an incredible, um, the interesting, the interesting thing about this is that if you watch the replay, um, like the close-up replay, it looks like a ball that kind of skips ac- across the turf into the net. And by the way, he beats he beats Casper Schmeichel near post. It's two one Belgium. But if you watch the replay, it it's about four inches off the ground the entire way. That thing was a bullet. It was no joke with a little bit of curl on it, and just and again near post. Schmeichel had no chance. That's a rarity, right? And from from basically from right on the top of the box, maybe right outside of it. Um, what a tremendous shot two to one. And that's the 70th minute roughly uh, from then on. And I had had a, a minor wager on Belgium. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to a friend of mine. I go, the last 20 minutes of this game are going to be more painful than the first 70. Um, and it was, it was so interesting because here comes the crowd again and here, and all of a sudden Denmark is taking the game back. And they, I, if, if they had one opportunity, they had 20 in that last 20 minute stretch and some really, really close ones off the, off the bar. Brathwaite was great. He was everywhere. Uh, He hit the the work. Yeah. And so um, it was interesting to see Belgium get shot early on because we already mentioned a way. No, 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 I know, but I'm I'm just sort of setting the stage. It's in Copenhagen away, emotional team. Soccer is like if there's a game that lives on emotion, right? There's no timeouts. You're just in it, right? You can't you can't stop the runs, yeah. right? You can't it's not basketball where you just exactly. call a timeout, you foul a guy. There's no way to stop the lift of emotion. The whole thing lives on on moments and moving like it almost feels like waves. You kind of just like you're in it and I think the boat was rocked for Belgium and they held on. And their defense right. is is Tottenham's defense, which means it's not good. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you right now, Jason Denayer was the worst. Yeah, but he was the, on the third field. one. Played for Tottenham. I don't want to hear it. They needed an extra yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was so interesting with Denmark. Yeah. It was basically inertia, right? Like it just it just yeah. kept going and going and going. And uh and and the entire scene was frenetic for 90 minutes. It was a wild game to kind of sit through. Five minutes of extra time. They almost get it again. They get one last opportunity. Uh and and I, I don't know if it was Alderweireld who got the block there. He had a, a block earlier in the game on Brathwaite that was yeah. 100% going back in the net. Um, just, just a phenomenal game to the point where you know the headline I think in the uh, one of the papers uh, after the Finland game was um, Denmark loses yeah. but life wins right because Christian Eriksen was all right. Uh, honestly, that's exactly what it felt like. Even more so today, uh, or, or I should say yesterday, it, it was. It was this That's outpouring football, of love and best. emotion. And you know that, yeah, no, but you know, the thing is, is that Christian Erickson was at a nearby hospital. I guarantee you if that window was Oh, there's open, no doubt. They, it, the when these, I don't, right? one, another, another anecdotal thing is I was in England in 1996. That shows how old I am in my 20s. Right. And it was during the Euros and it was during an England game. And you, if the goal get, if a goal gets scored and you open the window, you can hear the whole city cheering. That is just what happened. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if that was if that was anything like that, and Denmark is a football mad country. If you don't know, it's it's right there next to Germany. They're really good. They are a Euro winner. They've provided some of the greats of football, and Michael and Brian Laudrup, uh, Schmeichel, you know his dad, uh, both of them. So it's a it's a footballing country. He would have heard it for sure, no doubt about it. The people in the freaking hallway yeah. of the hospital yeah. would have cheered. It's just. That's just how it happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. The interesting thing, uh, so and I did not know this, and I got a little bit of a of a um, history lesson from John Champion, who is so good awesome. on play by play. By the way, and Taylor Twellman like was Taylor Twelman. good I enough today. I, I I don't mind him. 
I don't mind him. Uh, sometimes I, I get tired of him, but I thought he was good today. Um, but the interesting thing is that Casper Schmeichel's father uh, was. Peter. For, uh, um, I'm blanking. Peter, thank you. Peter Schmeichel scored a, a late stoppage time goal in the fixture <laughs> against Belgium awesome. years ago. Okay. And in the 90, what, fourth minute, uh, here comes Casper nice. to come up for a corner or nice. for a, a late foul, I should say. And it was, it was a dumb foul by Thorgan Hazard, who had mm-hmm. tied the game at one earlier. Um, and I'm sitting there. Oh, boy, was that squeaky hey. bum time. He said it. Uh, but he, uh, you know, and, and he almost got his head on it. Uh, it was everything, everything you could want in a game. Uh, and thankfully Erickson is okay. Uh, it sounds like he's going to have he already a got it. Ma- or it's something along he, those lines. He could play. Got it in. It's my understanding that Daily Blind is playing with one of those Correct. already. Daily Blind, formerly of Manchester yes. United, and currently of Ajax. Uh, kind of, yeah. I think he went back to Ajax, but that was he played yeah. with Erickson years ago at Ajax, right? So, um, there's a lot of connection there. We talked about him on the last episode a bit, but he was very, very shook uh, by him well, playing he had the same thing with that. He had, he had the, yeah, right. Exactly. So um, there is hope for Christian to get back on the field. It's a bit of a road though. And we're not going to, that's really not the focus right now. Right. Obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it just, if you have not seen this game, um, it's probably on the SBM plus in full, but I'm certain you can get the like extended 10 minute highlights on YouTube or something. And it's, it is worth every second of that. Uh, it's just, it's just, really something that that tugs at your well no pun intended tugs at your heartstrings right like uh so so yeah what what else um well we've got so many games we got to talk about italy italy has so far been the dominant team in this um in this tournament hungary portugal was an incredible game Uh, i think one of the things that's been forgotten is is the narrative is always around ronaldo when it comes to portugal but the second goal the run by Renato Sanchez, who came on, was something that I was just like, come on, that was fucking amazing. But Ronaldo is just takes the air out of the room uh, for these types of games. And they, they they had a deserved win, but poor poor Hungary really fought hard, and they were really, really good. Uh, that was a couple days ago. Switz- oh, they got shafted, though. I mean, they yeah. so they had a goal yeah. called off late. It was like a 75th, 77th minute goal. Uh, it, rightfully yeah. offside, fair call. Yeah. And this is in Budapest in Hungary. So again, similar situation, yeah. not as dramatic, of course, but similar situation to Copenhagen where it's a full stadium of hungry fans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hungry fans. Uh, that is a great segue into our sunflower metal seasoning, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, the, the first goal is a shitty bounce that to be oh, fair, yeah. Portugal deserved. If we're looking at the expected goals, it's it's two and a half to point two, right? Like Hungary, it reminds me of that counterattack was your classic Man City game you always complain about. Two shots, two goals, uh, no expected goals whatsoever, yeah. and they lose two nothing, right? Uh, so that, that was, became, that was it became a Ronaldo game, game and we, I think it's unfortunate. I think sometimes Portugal gets swallowed into Ronaldo when in fact they might be better without him. I mean, I know that sounds crazy to say, but. Well, yeah, I don't know about they're that, good. but they are certainly not your father. Yeah, I mean, they, they are European Portugal, champions, right? they are but they're not as defensive. Although seeing Pe- seeing Pepe out there just blew yeah. my mind. He's thirty eight years old. That's he's a hundred years old. Yeah, it's but uh, all right. We're gonna get deeper into Portugal in a second, but uh, but first we want to talk a little bit about, like I mentioned, the Hungry fans. So, <laughs> speaking of uh, you know Hungry. Um, I'm starving, as I mentioned, pretty much every week when we record. Um, but I've been looking a little bit more into Jessica's uh, offerings at sunflowermeadowseasonings.com. And there's some things that I actually missed before. Uh, now, I am hoping when uh, I get back to the tri-state area at some point soon, I can be a guest appearance on the CHOP Sports softball team. And if I do, I am going to grab the Sweet Heat, Ghost Pepper, and Classic Barbecue. I'm going to mix them up the sunflower seeds at sunflower metal seasoning i love a good seed i love playing like softball messing around the outfield goof around spitting them everywhere that is going to be for the game and then in the uh in the on the way to the game 
I'm gonna have some of these Southwest Ranch seasoned pretzels. I, Laurent knows this from our time working together at Tops. I used to have, like just have a lunch, which was just a little bag of pretzels. I'm trying to save money for a ring. It's not important. But, like, but uh, it was, uh, no, I was saving it for beer, realistically. But, uh, you know, these, any sort of pretzels, I'm just uh, attracted and just immediately crazy about. So these have been great. Um, seriously, give it a look. Go to sunflowermeadowseasonings.com. Uh, the Chop Sports um, Cheddar Beer Dip is amazing as well. I, like I said, I know we're supposed to talk about that. I'm more focused on the sun, uh, the sunflower seeds and the seasoned pretzel bags right now. So, I mean, it's all really great. You could lose a ha an afternoon poking around on here and seeing all this stuff uh, that Jess has to offer. So, like I said, visit sun, sunflowermeadowseasonings.com for their entire oh, lineup. Of I hear you about your eating pretzels to save money. What you could have done way back when, if you knew him, was talk to Joe. Yeah, <laughs> at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. I'm on his website. It is gorgeous. I'm not even being funny. Mike and I both work in digital and have built, built websites, built promos, built things. This man has a very clear website that if uh, we're going to talk some deep uh, cuts here, would have a really good conversion rate. The buttons are very clear. The call to action is fantastic. And Joe has a video with his cool, with his cute kid <laughs> that makes you want to hang out with him. So Joe from Attitude from, from, of Attitude of Al attitude of gratitude will help you pay bills it will help you save money he guarantees it if he doesn't lower your bills you don't have to pay so he's got a website he's got a he's got a, he's got his whole system here he can you can book a call with him do calendarly this guy is tight i am in i might call joe right now just to save more money than i already did the last time saving money for aveline's schooling so Give him a call. You have you can schedule a 15-minute complimentary call at any time with Joe at attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. Incredible. And I just realized we did not talk about the uh, the uh, World War II recreation game of uh, France Germany that uh, we haven't covered. Oh, it's yeah, it's on the docket. But it's it, on it, the docket. For you sure. want to talk more? But I want to go back Portugal. Okay. I want to go back into Portugal a little bit. I I, I found myself being surprised that I forgot all <laughs> the players of are Portuguese, good. right? Like like I don't think we mentioned Jota yeah. in our preview, and like, but you know what? He he had gotten hurt towards the end of the year. Fine, whatever, because he was yeah, white he hot hurt, for yeah. Liverpool early, and I just yeah, and I looked at like their their attacking front unit, like like I mentioned it, they are the European champions, but they basically tried to deaden the ball. Every they match they in 2016. Five years later, five years later, they're one of the most talented attacking sides in this tournament, and uh, it's just so interesting to see that transformation in such a short period of time. But man, are they fun to watch! Um, so, yes, it was the Ronaldo show, like you said, he, but he takes away from the Brunos, who I thought he had were a couple of good bad. shots. Um, the Bernardos, the, the Diego Jotas. Um, you know, Jota should have scored in the fifth minute, and he just actually he he didn't. Lay I it think off that's, a that's wide the open thing Ronaldo that I line. think about with Jota. He didn't get the memo. He didn't get the Benzema memo. He didn't get the memo. I think one of the things that's interesting about Ronaldo, and I think about this with Paulo Dybala, and I think about all the players who play with Ronaldo. If you don't buy in, you're sh fucked. Like, you've got to run for him. You've got yeah. to give him the ball. Or he will take a giant shit on you. And because he's Ronaldo, he's kind of got like a LeBron quality to him where it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not down with him. He's got to go. So I think it's a little bit different on, on Portugal than it is for a club team because there is that group, like, togetherness and all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I would – I think I think he was pretty fucking <laughs> mad at him that he didn't lay sure. it off to him. And the funny thing is like, – Ronaldo's the guy that if Jota had scored, he'd be like, yeah, nice shot, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Pass it next time, right? And so, I think the, the other thing that's almost completely forgotten is the second leading goal scorer in the Bundesliga is, I think he's Portuguese. Did I get that wrong? I can't even see his name. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah, came but off I'm, the bench, I'm missing didn't he? his name. I'm not seeing him on the list. It's not It's not Andre Silva. It might be Andre Silva. Yeah, Andre yeah, Silva. Andre exactly. Silva. This is a guy who scored 28 goals yeah. uh, for Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. Just a completely forgotten player, a kind of guy who's going to end up at Spurs as your consolation prize, and hopefully uh, do, do fine. But we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about Spurs right now. 
we're not talking no, about, we're not about, talking about, we're not talking about as the Spurs turn. But yeah, I mean, great stuff. And then, you know, the tanks started rolling into to Paris and Germany. Um, but <laughs> in this case, the, Mag- the, the Maginot oh, line is a little bit stronger than normal. And uh, France were, they won 1-0, but it's the most dominant 1-0 you could see, right? They scored two offside goals. Yeah. Pepe, it late, I'm sorry, it's Pepe. Uh, Mbappe late in the game gave Hummels an eight-yard head start, and he fucking lapped his ass. And it was a, it was, was amazing. He made an incredible tackle between the legs to stop a goal that would have any fraction of a yeah. second, any step the other way. It's a penalty. <laughs> oh yeah, that and and that's another one where if you look at the slow motion replay on it, it's stupefying how he made that tackle between his legs. Inch, and the inch, goal, the inch goal isn't worth talking about. Wild. It's kind of like a deflected own goal. No, but it's the an thing own goal. About it's this shitty. game is that like it's in Germany, and Germany got nothing. I don't think they shot on goal. Yeah, they had they created nothing. The strength of the French team is they have Mbappe, they have Griezmann, they have uh, Benzema, but it's that the rest of the team you get nothing. It the, zero. Well, no, I think. I think you're burying the lead here. I think that yeah, it was the Pogba combination and, in the middle Conte. of the park with Paul, he was Paul so good. Was feeling it. He was feeling it. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Conte was yeah. good. Not a news story, right? At this point, like that's what you expect from N'Golo Conte. And he was terrific, again. But Paul Pogba, there are certain games so where good. he takes over. What was that, what and, was that and, spinning, that spinning pass he made on the offside? So fucking good. Yeah, and yeah. and that, just So, okay, there was a stat. It was funny because the stat was showing at the time and it was through balls, successful through balls, Pogba three, Germany two. Now, as and this is like in the 70th minute, it might have been for one of the offside goals. Um, or actually, I think it was for the, the Hummels challenge as he's putting in another through ball. So the final tally on that was Pogba had four successful through balls and the German team only had two the entire game. So he was, for me, he was the, man of the, the match. The, I know that no, might but be doing it's fine. The thing little... is, is that the stats show Germany played better. They won the expected goals thing. They had more passes. They had better completion rate. But again, this is one of the things that we've been talked about. We talked about with Spain, and I talked in our chat. Like, Spain is institutionally playing 2010, and Yogi Lowe is, is, has Germany playing like they're in the World Cup in Brazil still. That game, that version of football for the countries is different now. Teams press high, they are more direct, they attack, they play on the break. And these are, by the way, all these terms are, they are all things that have been done before. If you ever want to read about the history of football tactics, it's Inverting the Pyramid. It's an incredible book. It's long and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But when I started working for Tops and needed to learn about football, I read it. All these things aren't new, and all these formations. Don't ever think anything is being innovated. There's not many things that can happen 11 on 11. Um, but France dominated this game, and the stats don't say it at all, which is bizarre. Okay, here's a problem I think I've just found with expected goals. Like we mentioned, France had two VAR calls chalked off rightfully so. By a total so. of um, a foot. But that, <laughs> I understand. But what I'm saying is that doesn't that accounts for right. literally zero expected goals. So you're like, okay, well, those were the two biggest opportunities that they didn't score on in the game, which they did, but they were chalked off. So if you really think about it, those if those chances are in the expected goal tally, then it's, I mean, it's probably instead of 0.4, which is what we're looking at, it's literally Germany. Right, and, eight, and I don't France, know how they handle, the own, and then they, how do they handle? By one and a half. There was a guy right behind him. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. So I, there's, there's, it's wonkiness. It's not perfect, but France were the far, far better team. For the majority of the match, I didn't know if Germany gave a shit. This is how they've been playing for two years. No, I know. I know, but I just – I thought that they would get up for France. And then they did in the the latter part of the second half. They really did bring it – sure, towards the end. But nonetheless, uh, you know, France prevailed. I just don't think fundamentally like Serge Gnabry, Kai Havertz, and Thomas Muller as your front three. And it's not – It's just disjointed. I'm not scared. Okay. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared of Serge Gnabry, but that's because I have night terrors thinking about the time he came to North London and scored four goals. I mean, the, goals the, in the weakness I thought, and Bayern, even though he played well, was Rabio. Just is like, why? How is Rabio on this team? 
Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about that. He was genuinely bad. You've got Ndombele. Um, you've got a, a couple of guys on the bench who would yeah. play that role, right? And Because he's not a forward attacking role. He's more or less next. He's weirdly in between. Right. He's, run, he's running. He, 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 right? just, he just doesn't have – I think the other thing is having Pogba and, and Kante next to you makes you look shit. Uh, or it <laughs> but in this case, amazing. he looks shitty. <laughs> right, exactly. I think Tangi and Dombele in the next game, which uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a runaway yeah, for they, them. They, they they, they're playing have. hungry, right? So, I think you trot and Dombele out there. Who, by the way, I know better than anybody has <laughs> fitness issues. So you wonder if he can do three games yeah, consistently yeah. like that, and that's fine. But Adrian Rabiot, I don't think they, you win they, this they, tournament they, with him in your midfield. They, but in so good, might the get French you there. have so many options. The only thing again that holds them back a little bit is I I think they can they'll they'll lose a game by not attacking. They won't give up much. Like yeah, let's say they're down a goal. They'll have a nil nil. They'll have a one one. It will be it, they will lose on penalties or in something weird because they don't go. Let's go fucking kick the shit out of this team. It'll be because Deschamps is yep. very conservative and they play the two in the back. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. just a, mm-hmm. a thought there on that team. I mean, France are doing really well. The, yeah. the the tournament's going well. Today's games were really really good. Specifically, my dark horse, fucking Turkey, is a turkey. They suck, and Wales lit them up. <laughs> uh, and you know. Gareth Bale and and Aaron Ramsey, they've they've re fucking brought the magic back, back in 2016. Wales semi finalists, semi finalists. Yeah, and they have the best crowd in the whole freaking tournament. They sing that fucking weird pig Latin goddamn Welsh national anthem. Uh, and 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 uh, you know this is the only uh, country matchup that has two animals that are misspelled going against each other so turkey versus whales uh was, was a weird thing i don't think you've ever seen like a turkey next to a whale a beached whale and a turkey that wouldn't go together maybe a whale might eat a turkey but uh fantastic stuff from bale again just releasing the runs from aaron ramsey from deep over and over and over and he again. missed a penalty yeah, they imagine the man of the yeah. match missing a penalty right and still being the runaway yeah. like oh and, he controlled and, and ramsey yeah. missed a couple who assists right yeah, oh, and well, then the other crazy. one is Italy. Just that's again, just... we talked about it earlier. They just that's took funny. took Switzerland to the woodshed and just annihilated them. So we've got oh, those going on. Um, we what game do we have? Oh, I've got to talk Ukraine, Macedonia, the Macedonians. So here's another one: the Macedonians who are uh, verbally abused by my friend Arnatovich because of you know historical four thousand year old feuds. I don't know, you know, maybe maybe <laughs> someone's family got thrown off a bridge in Shevardnitsa or some shit like that. I don't know how all these diasporated uh, Slovak people get sent all over the world and they're living in Austria, they're living in Poland, they all have the same names. I don't know what's going on. The itch is spreading everywhere. Those Vosoviches, Kuchoviches, they could be in any country in Central Europe. They're still Serbs and still Croats and still Slovakians. They hold those grudges. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. But Ukraine, uh, our secret fun team. Your boy, Yarmolenko. Andre Yarmolenko and an on assist. the score sheet again. Um, and an assist. I, I I, mean, yeah, they're they're right in the thick of things. And I'm really interested. There's a couple of, of we're, we're, like I mentioned before, I think we're a half, exactly halfway between uh, the group stage. And Austria and Ukraine in group C, both on three points, both on a even goal difference. Uh, Ukraine has more goals for, which yep. I believe is the second tiebreaker. So their uh, uh, draw puts yep. them through in second. But yeah, it's going to be Austria, Ukraine for all the marbles for second in Group C. Um, Netherlands is home and and, and hosed already uh, at first. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a real slobber knocker. Austria, Ukraine uh, for basically a My birth guy. into the 16. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, when is that game? That is Monday. So we will we will be recording just after that game for a Tuesday this release. Game, this game but had yeah, so many good that's names, be a fun though. One to watch it's out. like Shevchemko, Yarmolenko, Mishensky, Zemenchuk, Sharpanoka, Zinchenko. And then on North oh, yeah. Macedonia's side, you've got a Boban, you've got a Goran. We've got all the hits, all my favorites. Risto, <laughs> Risto Jankov on the bench. I mean, Milans and, and Tomirs and Marjans, Rajetsky. This was a classic. I love it. Lots of skis, knobs, and coes. 
I'm so happy with these types of games because these are the people that are like the salt of the earth that like people don't realize these people, you run into them, they will fuck you up. They're like, they are, they are flying oh, yeah. the tough oh, yeah. white guy flag for the rest of the world. They're like, oh, we play soccer. We also field fight and, and cut down trees and do like paramilitary games for fun. We need to we need to have some historical reference on the field fighting. So years ago, Laurent, as he mentioned, he needed to learn a little bit more about football, uh, and he jumped whoa way into a lot, the deep end. And more. so we're sitting we're sitting at tops one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he goes, "Oh yeah, Mike, you think you're a tough guy? Uh, why don't you come <laughs> over here and look at this?" And he showed us the entire group, including the uh, the HR woman uh, at the time. It's the CSK and, uh, Moscow. She, she uh, uh, ultras versus, I think, Red the Star ultras. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 15 on 15? What, what would you say? Conservatively, yeah. 15 to 20 each field fighting. And but I even, mean, just but the best part about it was it, there was yeah. snow on the ground and they had cleared the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Right. This right. Like they, a Zamboni run. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, fighting. what's really happened with these things is there is a. There historically we know about British soccer hooliganism, and this what what it's fantastic about this event is there's been none. Like it, even in 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 France in the World Cup, there was a lot of there was some some rioting and some fighting with the British fan, English fans, but there's been none. It hasn't even been a discussion. But they've taken it as like, hey, I like to fight. How do I get to fight? Oh, these guys fight. Yeah, I'm a CSK <laughs> Moscow fan. They don't care about the football. The football has long ago exited no. it's literally just the container to find people to play with and fight with and i think one of the things is right. these countries especially in eastern europe where they're just not as wealthy they don't have as much whatever there's not as much free time of time to stare at a phone they're still kind of like hey i'm 16 years old getting into a controlled fight is pretty fun <laughs> and they're protected and there's older guys yeah. who who break it up and there's kind of referees and all right all right he's dying insane but uh i recommend it for the world we got to send it to the chop sports crew the second they see russian field fighting i think they might have to make a whole new channel called russian field fighting <laughs> they'll they'll be way more in right they're like okay i'm in before. i'm in i'm That's in for sure. so thankfully that hasn't happened okay and speaking of now. russian field fighting and fighting in general we do have some games coming up that are the classic Thank you for doing that the segment. classic uh, jumps that of all-time legendary uh, blood feud, and that's Scotland versus England. Now, mostly friendly, but yes. it is it's real. Like I don't think Americans really realize that Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland are three different countries, and England are three different four different countries that are part of the United Kingdom. Scottish people are not English. Don't call them English. They're Scottish. The Welsh are not English. Don't call them English. They are Britain, British, but they're not English. And it's fucking serious, and they're not kidding, right. and it comes out in the football. Uh, and Scotland, uh, Scotland, England is a classic. Uh, Scotland has been way, way, way down in the tooth for, you know, 30 years. But they used to make the World Cup. They've never made it out of a group stage. But they, you know, they have contributed a lot to football, and this is their first return to a tournament in since 1998, which is really a long time ago. I think like our big marker of time yeah. these days is 9/11. Anything before 9/11 feels like it might as well have been the, the War of 1812. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So Group D is going to turn on a dime tomorrow. We we mentioned England, Scotland. We'll get a little bit deeper into that. Um, Croatia, who I had winning the group foolishly. Uh, after one game, right after one game of a, of a shoddy showing against England, now they take on the upstart checks and what are we going to get out of this? Right. The thing about the group right now, we've only seen one game through. So the checks got to play Scotland, which is the easier. They were good the, though. The Scotland was good. They lost, uh, but they were good. Oh no, no. Yeah, sure. No, no, absolutely. But, uh, can the checks take down Croatia and effectively put them on life support? at this point, right? Uh, when you look at the third place teams, I would guess that four points gets you in. Um, the three, fourth place standings right now are right? Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine well, on three, Sweden, the, Finland on three, because they have a win and a loss. Sweden 
has one match played in a draw. Basically, if you get a draw, if you get if you get three draws, you'll probably make it. Four is gonna definitely get you through. Four is gonna get you in. But so that's the thing is that so if you look through Croatia's schedule, they've got the Czechs and Scotland left. They need to yeah. get a win out of that, right? And so they need, well, is they it need tomorrow? A win out of draw. They is can't it lose over the more games? Yeah, that's what I mean. And so now they're they're up against it a bit. Um, I I I think, but the, the Czechs are. A really interesting team. Like I, I had them in second in the group, and I had England as one of the third place teams because I thought they would compete. Dude, this is not an easy game. It is not an easy game. England, Scotland is not easy, especially the performances that England puts in, the selections that Southgate makes. Your question to me was, "Hey, is Jack Grealish going to play?" No, but he fucking should. He because should. the guy creates he shit. He's literally the number one creator of chances in the Premier League, and he missed half the season, and he still was in the top three. Right? Like, we love – I love Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. We love Bruno Fernandez. I'm not calling fucking Fernandez, you goddamn asshole. Just with the ex- oh, God. You know, Derek Ray. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. <laughs> While we're on the point, just knock it off, dude. And the funny thing is you've got a commentary team – of Derek Ray saying Bruno Fernandes and a, the guy Coco, next to him. I don't even know who. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, it's Bruno Fernandes. They're like, yeah, that's his fucking name. Here's the thing. I get that. It's like, okay, this is how he says he wants it pronounced, but the rest of the like broadcasting world. Yeah. Just because says we're not watching the show in Portuguese. We're watching it in English. <laughs> right. And if we were, if we were, then that's different. Like if I hear okay. him say, if I hear right? him say, I the like, player from Leipzig, I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh man. I think the one that annoyed me the most instead of Bruno Fernandes was Pepe. Oh. Instead of Pepe, it was Pepe. I'm like, first of all, I forgot that he existed. Second, what the fuck? I'm like, are you are he's, like, he's so annoying. Are you just, you like, know what the Peppa? funny thing is? People love are it. There's people Peppa? who love it. Like, are, are, our friend, our friend Kartik Krishnar is a fan it. of Derek Ray, but I think it's because he's a he's a Bundesliga stan. He's like all over the Bundesliga. He was talking about are Bundesliga players leading the tournament in goals? Yeah, they are. It's true. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. France, England, 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 Scotland. On paper, England should win this game twice on Sunday. It should be easy, and it may well be. But England, sorry, Scotland won their game in expected goals, uh, almost two goals to one. Yeah, and they were good. Yeah. Now, they could still make mistakes at the back. They gave up a – well, the expected goal from the Schick goal from the halfway line is probably zero because that should never happen. Yeah, but, that's uh, fair. You know. That's fair. I would be worried if I was England. Uh, I never trust them. They are a classic fucking choke job. They, it's what they do. Uh, there's yep. a reason why England has not won a major tournament since 1966, and it was at home. And before that, they never won anything because they were so proud and arrogant that they wouldn't even join international tournaments because they were like, well, what do I need fucking FIFA for? <laughs> right. I can play Scotland, Wales, and England, and Northern Ireland till the cows come home. And then they fucking finagled their way in to get these extra countries in to their team. But uh, as an England fan, if you don't see Jack Grealish in the starting lineup, you should be worried. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to, I mean, so starting today on on Friday, it's going to be a, a really great weekend of football. We kick it off with the Croats and the Czechs. Uh, we go right into England, Scotland. There's not going to be any work done later today. Uh, for me, uh, Hungry France is going to probably be a laugher. That's the early game on Saturday. Portugal, Germany, get in front of a television for Portugal, Germany. I think it's going to be a bit of a thrashing, but it's if it is the way I think it is. Yeah, it's I mean, if, Germany, if Germany lose, they're gone. Uh, Exactly. Well, no, I don't know because then they'll they'll end up beating Hungary and they'll get a three points and they I think that gets you think them in. What, you think right? two losses but, and a win they, will they get you have... as a fourth place team? You need uh, right because you kind of you need I think it could. two teams to get zero. Here's what's here, well it, well that and here's what's going to happen. They're going to be I, if they don't get their asses they're kicked fine. if they lose one nothing. They're fine because they're going to kick the shit out of hunger. They're going to go into that game knowing it's basically like the second game of a Champions League game where you're down 2 0 on aggregate and you're going to say, I need three or four goals today. Right. And they're just going to get out. either that or they're not going to make it. But hungry, that's going to be how they, they attract will summon that game. The spirit of 1956 and take out what they wanted to take out against the Russian tanks. 
and kill the fucking Germans one last time. It'll be T-34s <laughs> burning in the streets of fucking Budapest like it should have been in 56. The spirit of 56 lives on. Pushkas lives on. Come on, Hungary! <laughs> <laughs> A word on Group E real quick. Oh, that We've was, got that was that, I thought, I, my nipples are hard. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Um, we've so, okay. So sorry, Sweden Slovakia tomorrow, which by the way could be for the top of Group E. Spain are faltering a little bit. Poland is no easy out. I could see if there's ironically if there's a game where Lewandowski takes over, and and because it wasn't against Slovakia, you know what? What if Poland? What if Lewandowski never beats Spain or at least gets a point out of outside of the box? That's his problem. He doesn't do what Bale yeah. does. He does never comes deep. He never sort of like he needs to become more Harry Kaneish, right? Where the where the play comes through him. Right. He still just sits up there and is like, "Oh, I never get the ball." I'm like, "Your team's not good enough. Go get the fucking ball, dude." Like make something happen. Yeah. And that's why for some uh Poland well, is historically a disappointment in these tournaments because they have a large population, a great footballing history, famously knocking uh England out of the World Cup I think in uh, 1980 six that sounds right um uh and yeah. they have big wins but they in, in recent history so many german players so many they just are less than the sum of their parts i think part of that is lewandowski just does not affect games he seems to like think someone from bayern munich is going to show up and give him the ball yeah that's fair um in fairness looking back at their their opener Right against um, against Slovakia, they had a shitty own goal early. They had uh, a red card after they had just equalized, so they they never really got a puncher's chance. Again, not that this is the end all be all, but looking at expected goals, it's one point three to point three. That's an ex it's a staggering difference, right? So um, I I've got hope for Poland because here's the thing: I'm not rooting for Poland per se. I'm rooting for chaos, right? And I want to see. I want to see Spain go down in flames. Um, not that I, I, I enjoy watching Spain play too. You want to see them go down in flames like Wernicke in 35? <laughs> there you go. There you go. But here's the other thing. Oh, I mentioned, we talked on our last episode, we were talking about giants and giant killers, right? What if Spain becomes one of these third place teams? And now all of a sudden you got Italy, Spain in the 16 or something like that. Like that would be awesome. Spain. So, Spain happen. is so, so weird, right? That's like, why I'm really clearly fun. super duper talented clearly playing a style not suited to modern football or not that it's not suited to modern football it's just that it's suited to a class of footballer that does not play for spain anymore right you know to make the joke that uh right. amin al hassan makes after everyone gets eliminated in the patino game on twitter uh javi ain't walking through that door you know uh iniesta ain't walking through that door right. <laughs> so when they go down it's just gonna yeah. be like Okay, well, yeah, you tried that. You know, Torres ain't walking through that door. Like these guys are gone. Like you can't yeah, keep yeah, playing yeah. away and trying to fit round holes into square pegs. Maybe your team is better for pressing. Maybe your team is better to play counterattack. Maybe your defense is good enough. Now we know the way La Liga has been athletically getting destroyed by English teams because they can't physically keep up with them anymore. So they may have to keep playing this right. sort of like, oh, our team is all five, six and under. But, you know, it, it's just not there for them. And Morata is not the answer. If I see – it's got to be Moreno. Oh, God. got to get terrible. Moreno in and let Mor – Which Torres? Or Torres. But he's played that on the wing. And he, he's, he's kind of – He's think, not ready. Yeah. He's still meek. He doesn't have the killer goal instinct. Hey, listen. Here's the thing. He doesn't doesn't – the world's not going to care. If you're ready or not, looking at who was the kid for Denmark today who filled in for Ericsson. I'm Dalson, blanking on his Dalson, name. I can find Dalson. it, but like, oh man, the one where he dove and tried to draw, draw a penalty. And, well, that, yeah, 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 laid on. Which, by the way, had my heart. Uh, he my throat he's for not a good at it. There, he needs but. to talk to our my friend from ESPN FC, no. Alan Moreno, who's a big fan of diving and likes to talk about diving a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I just. Man, I can't get over that game. I'm going to go to sleep thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, so anyway, 
it doesn't matter if if you know you're ready or not. If the, if you're 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 tapped and you're, you know your number's called, yeah, he, get out there, make a difference. Yeah, he, and if you're not, then he's you're got, he, yeah. Alvaro he's Murata, got the right? he's got a little bit of the spaz kid face about him. Like his hair was weird. He looked, you know, Mikel Damsgaard. Yeah, his head is big. He's clearly gonna be he's gonna be bald by the time I, he's 25. Like he's his hair awkward. is going. Uh, you know all about that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I do like my glorious hair that's glowing in this green uh, sky haze of, of the northern lights we're gonna we're gonna switch the video soon so you oh, we have, have every video of every episode of, of we just have to unle- unleash them on yeah, the yeah yeah we do we do well i don't know <laughs> that's exactly the term i would use so i would be careful um yeah by the way another one quick last note yeah. on on denmark and belgium uh hoyer was oh, such okay. a captain you know, of the he, ship today. I, I know you um, got annoyed with him towards it, the end of the season but that dude's that, yeah. That dude's yeah awesome. I got annoyed with everybody. He is. He is. I. I just. I got annoyed with everybody. I got super calcified on Spurs this year, and I don't want to talk about it because I'm enjoying. I'm neutral. Enjoying, neutral. Uh, fun you know, time football. Internet. Yeah, and so I think one thing, and I want to talk about it a little bit more next week, is that you know we've gone to great lengths to talk about how you know football is yep. a, is a weak link sport. But I think the international games it actually does reflect sport. that a little bit and, more. Yes. Yeah, and and I think it's because there's a lot more weaker links, right? You talked about the quality of the game, <clears throat> the quality of the game last week, uh, just not being as good as club football, which makes sense. You can build your yeah, own. Yeah, everyone's teams and you weak. You get everyone you get, has a weak link. You don't get upset. Right, right, and so yeah, you can't really attack that because it, you and and frankly, most right. teams have more than one. Um, Belgium. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you could argue. We saw it today. That at the t- at the top end, Vertonghen and Aldevera will show, may, be a problem. But otherwise, yeah, they're, they're fine. Like they're only going to lose to France, really, right? Italy maybe, Italy, but Italy's yeah, yeah. relatively untested. Except they still have fucking Chiellini and Benucci in the back. Those. I, I love Chiellini. He came out of the womb. He came oh, out of the womb with that hairline. Speaking you know of, he has a fucking MBA and oh, a degree in economics. What a legend! He's a degree in. He did bag. bite Luis Suarez. Uh, but listen, which is awesome. We're gonna wrap. He did. We're gonna wrap this up. But again, before we go, the Euro 2020 bracket challenge is live right now. We are super excited for you guys to jump in and and win some prizes from WorldSoccerShop.com. Uh, again, it's RunYourPool.com is the site. We're gonna link it in the episode description on our Twitter, on our Facebook. You're not gonna be able to get away from it. I apologize in advance. Yeah, just set, we'll, we'll set, okay. All right, let's get out. That of here. was the Squeaky Bomb Time podcast with. Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are member. We are the football wing of the Chop Sport Networks, not the Chicken Wing, but the Chop Sports Network wing of football. Uh, we record on Thursdays and Tuesdays and come out the day after and Thursday, uh, Thursdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please review our show so we can get more people in the show and have more fun. If you reply in the comments with all my historical references and a Wikipedia link, I will give you a ham sandwich.